Arthritis Unpacked is an independent patient education resource supported by Janssen. The information provided is for educational purposes and does not replace advice from your healthcare professional. Paul Bird is an experienced rheumatologist and researcher dedicated to the expert management of patients with all forms of arthritis and rheumatic disease. As well as caring for patients in his clinical practice, he continues to undertake arthritis research with fellow Australian rheumatologists and with international colleagues, ensuring he is up to date with the most recent medical advances. Let's continue this journey on understanding rheumatoid arthritis, one of the commonest forms of inflammatory arthritis. In the last podcast, we talked about the causes of rheumatoid arthritis, the symptoms, and what might happen when you first see a rheumatologist. Investigations are a really important part of what the rheumatologist does. By doing investigations, I can accurately define which type of arthritis you have and then map out a plan of treatment for you. These investigations include laboratory tests such as blood investigations and often imaging like x-ray, ultrasound or MRI. Let's first look at the blood tests, also known as labs, that might get done. Unpacking these labs so that they make sense. Let me take you on a quick tour of the blood tests that we do. Remember that when I'm doing tests or reviewing tests, I use some blood tests to help me make the diagnosis and some blood tests I'll do along the way because they help me to work out how you're responding to therapy. That's why some tests like the rheumatoid factor might only be done once or twice, but other common tests like the ESR and CRP are done regularly. Let's walk through each test one by one. Rheumatoid factor test. The rheumatoid factor test or RF blood test checks for a protein called rheumatoid factor. This is like finding clues at a crime scene. Rheumatoid factor or RF is a protein made by your immune system that can attack healthy tissue in your body. Healthy people don't make RF. So the presence of RF in your blood can indicate that you have an autoimmune disease. If the rheumatoid factor is positive, it makes it more likely that you have rheumatoid arthritis. Some people with rheumatoid arthritis don't get a positive rheumatoid factor, and we have a name for that, we call it seronegative rheumatoid arthritis. Anti-citrinylated protein antibody test, anti-CCP or ACPAR. This test looks for another antibody that's associated with RA. This is a much more specific clue, like finding a fingerprint at the crime scene. If this antibody is positive, it's very likely that you have rheumatoid arthritis. These two tests are diagnostic tests. We'll usually use them once only, or we might repeat them after several months to see if they are changing in level. But generally, I won't do them with every blood test I prescribe because it's not necessary. Once we've identified the clue at the crime scene, we don't need to keep searching for fingerprints. Erythrocyte sedimentation rate. The ESR test helps me determine the degree of inflammation in your body, how active the RA is now. ESR, or SED rate, measures levels of inflammation in the body. When the body is inflamed, it starts producing abnormal proteins that make red blood cells, or erythrocytes, clump together. A doctor will put a blood sample in a tube, then measure how far the red blood cells sink to the bottom in one hour. They drop faster with inflammation, make some forms dense clumps, so a high SED rate signals high inflammation. 
This is a really good test to tell me how you're responding to therapy and it also tells me how much inflammation is present at the start when we make the diagnosis. We use this combined with another test called C-reactive protein or CRP. This is another marker in the bloodstream which tells us how well you're responding to therapy and how much inflammation that you have going on. Think of these tests as members of the same family. The ESR and CRP can both tell us different things about where the inflammation is and so we use them both when we are monitoring how you're going. It is important to note that it's not only RA that can raise the ESR and CRP scores. Sometimes if you had a bad throat infection, for example, the ESR and CRP will rise as the body's response to infection motors along. Often as a rheumatologist, part of my job is trying to sort out whether the ESR and CRP scores are up because of rheumatoid is active or because there might be something else going on. Remember that some people with rheumatoid arthritis do not have elevation of the ESR and CRP, even though their joints are really inflamed. We don't know exactly why this is, but be reassured that we don't withhold treatment from you just because ESR and CRP aren't raised. If the rheumatologist can see the inflammation, then he or she will treat it. And I'll use other markers to determine how you've responded to treatment other than ESR and CRP. Let's talk about other blood tests or labs. FBC. The FBC or CBC stands for full blood count or complete blood count. This checks to see if there's any anemia or any abnormality in the white cell counts. EUC. This is a check of kidney function to make sure this is normal. LFT. This stands for liver function tests, a standard baseline test done in most patients who present to medical practitioners. We do these background tests as a general check, not because RA specifically affects the blood or the kidneys or the liver. Now let's switch gears and talk about imaging, which are x-rays, CT, MRI and ultrasound. You may have had these done and wondered why. Let's unpack that now. X-ray, ultrasound and MRI. Part of today's modern assessment of the joints in rheumatology may involve an ultrasound or an MRI. Standard x-rays are still used, and most people would come with x-rays of their hands and feet when they first visit me. We used to use these a lot, but we don't use them so much these days because modern therapy means that most people won't get the kind of joint damage that we used to see on x-rays. And although the x-rays can give us some clues to the diagnosis, unfortunately they are not very helpful in making the diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis in the early stages. MRI or magnetic resonance imaging uses magnets to make wonderful images of the joints. I really like the way MRI produces a 3D picture that can show what's happening around the joint and inside the joint for those things I really want to see. Bones, cartilage, synovium, fluid, ligaments, muscles. Ultrasound uses sound wave technology to look into the joint and see how much inflammation there is and can be used to help see how well you're doing on therapy as the inflammation resolves. Each type of imaging gives me different information. Not everyone needs all of these tests, as most diagnoses can be made without them, but sometimes I'll need extra information to help me diagnose or to check how treatment is going. That's a short tour of tests, the tools we use as a rheumatologist to help us make a diagnosis and to monitor how you're going on therapy. The next Arthritis Unpacked episode deals with treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. A treatment can be a big scary suitcase, but it needn't be. 
So let's unpack it together. Once you see each part and understand what it's for, it's not so frightening. I'm Professor Paul Bird, and this is a podcast series all about arthritis. Without the jargon, arthritis made simple. Arthritis unpacked.